Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Monday, coming off of a weekend in which the Hawks won a couple of games. Friday night, they won. Uh, they won last night, yesterday, actually. Uh, they'll take on the Wizards next. You talked about these games with the Wizards as we await Coach Quinn Snyder to we join us We got four of them. Yeah, four. Well, listen, that's four games you got to take advantage of, right? They're not as good as us. And uh, we mentioned that Miami didn't really get the trade they wanted at the deadline. They have a lot of money. And maybe Brooklyn, that's why last night was such a huge win over the Nets, because you could argue that if Dinwiddie and company, like you don't replace Kevin Durant, you just don't. And, and Kyrie's gone, so they do have some pieces there, and Jacques Vaughn's doing a job, but that could be a team which maybe falls out or comes down. The, the Knicks, the only thing, the only guys in front of us who are really rolling right now are the Knicks. Yeah. They got a five-game win streak, and they're playing some good ball. And Brunson's playing well, man. Got I mean, his teammate from uh, Villanova. Those guys are rolling. So uh, as we talk about the standings and, and, you know, where we're going, Quinn Snyder, five-year deal reached um, with our Hawks. He'll start immediately, which means he'll be on the bench tomorrow against the Wizards. Um, this is not his staff that he's installed, but Mikey's going to come in and hopefully learn from the guys, and maybe Joe Prunty ends up being on his staff. I don't know how that's going to work out moving forward, but he will evaluate all of those things. And as uh, he talked about today, you know, he felt like this was a partnership with management. We need a partnership. And what I mean by that is if you look at what's going on with our front office, we said Landry Fields just got on the job. I, I don't know how good of a general manager he's going to be, right? We'll have to wait and see. You don't get the job and then the team and make moves, Mike, and the team doesn't win or you win. Until those things happen, you start to see how these moves all play out. But Fields, specifically assistant general manager Kyle Korver, and now the new head coach and and Quinn Snyder are all on the same page. Now, who else is in the room? Steve Coonan has said to us, there are other people in the room. Whoever they are, whomever they are, this is the nucleus that has to make the team better, right? Building the team, Mike whether it's acquiring free agents, trades, however you want to draft moving forward. But those three guys have to be on the same page. Right. And the idea that a, a coach like Quinn Snyder, who's got an idea of what he wants to do offensively, and as we said, it, look, it just is what it was with Nate. The message was stale, and perhaps that translated to folks tuning it out. Or, again, the lack of defense. I'm going to ask Coach about the defensive philosophy, too, because sure. we do not play much defense on this team. We blew a 20-point lead last night, and Trey bailed you out with the, big, uh, the amazing shot at the end. But – I'm curious. I mean, Sadiq Bey so far last night, you know, I want to see more out of him. Yeah, yeah. He did play 32 minutes, so I guess more defense than what – I don't know. How many did he have last night? Six. Uh, yeah, I need more points. He's a better score than that. Now, if the game was not flowing to him yesterday – because, again, Mike, I- I'm watching when I uh, literally turned the channel, okay, to see what else was going on, they were a big. Then I came back, and we were, you know, fighting for our lives at the end of that game. We also talked a lot about uh, Capella, you know, getting back and being healthy. But I will say this. Capella last night, uh, he wasn't as good. Okongwa had a better night. Okongwa was uh, was mm. solid and was a nice – and he could play, what, 28 minutes last night. DeAndre Hunter – see, that's the thing. If we can never get DeAndre rolling, then this thing is, like, almost unbeatable. But last night, another 30-plus point performance from Trey. He and uh, DeJounte Murray are feeling it. With, let's see, 34-28 and, and then uh, 12 assists combined. More of that. 
Yes. More of that. I mean, th- and this was why, and again, I've been going, I'm not going to go two rounds and round. And Squid Billy said, you don't even Twitter. You don't even go back. I'd be crazy. <laughs> but the thing we did say a lot, and I said it, I mean, I said it, you can listen, you can rewind, is the Trey magic. And I think you've seen that in some of these moments in the last, at least in, at times in the last night, is the definition of it. And it's the thing when we talked about, you now Luca had a bit of a hissy fit last night. And he his did. coach kind of called him out on it. But when Luca goes for a big night or Dame Lillard goes for 70, look, I'm not expecting Trey to go for 70, but these are the kind of definitive moments we saw so much more in 21, which have been lacking at times this season, I thought. Did you, did you see um, what Jason Kidd said about his team? Yeah. He said, we got to grow up. Imagine that. It happens across the league. Spent a lot of time specifically talking about Luka, too, in the postgame. Well, he's costing you games, Mike. He allowed his, – his demeanor and attitude towards the officials allowed the Lakers to work themselves back into the game, and then ultimately you end up losing. But, you know, Luka's 23 years old, 24, whatever he's about to be. The point is, this is what goes on. Your stars have to grow up. They have to be the guys to lead the way. And so, yeah, he's got, I think – Four other starters on that that front five or the starting five that are 30 or, or older. Doesn't matter. He's the go guy, right. right? And so they're still trying to figure that out with Kyrie. But Jason Kidd, very critical. And listen, Kidd was, was criticized about his timeouts. He was like, look, I'm watching like you guys. You guys, you know, I need my team to respond. I think Nate wanted some of that at times when we watched him and we wondered, why are you not calling a timeout? But at the end of the day, um, I, I do think that – both of these stars, and I'm talking about Trey and Luca, are in a very similar position. Um, but he got his guy. He's got Jason Kidd. Kidd's not going anywhere. They're, they're going to be in the playoffs. They made a run last year to the Western Conference Finals. They'll figure the Kyrie thing out, and then if he's there long term, so be it. We have to figure this out with Quinn Snyder. And one last nugget while we're waiting on Coach, because he's doing the media rounds that he had his press conference. We'll get him here in just a bit. Is uh, It's kind of scary what happened to LeBron. The Lakers make all those moves oh, at yeah. the trade deadline, and then LeBron hears a pop, and it looks it looks weird with the foot. So now all everything's up in the air right now with the Lakers. It is. You think they're better? I think they're better, though. Yeah. I mean, but again, with the big, can't do it out the big fella. No, you cannot. 404-741-0929. It is our Solomon Brothers Diamond text line. Um, just real quick as we talk about, the, you know, the Eastern Conference and what it's going to take. And a lot of people just think the West is loaded and it's going to be tougher to get out of. At the end of the day, these seven-game series are battles. I don't care if you're going to play the Sixers or the Celtics, but Mike, the Bucks. The Bucks right now, and the Celtics have been the best. They are the best team. Mike, going back to, okay, one, two, three. So they lost against the Cavaliers, and I'm going back here. Mm-hmm. And that was their last loss. And if you look, they've won 14, 14 in a row. Yeah. 14. We talk about runs, and you right. keep asking me about what can we do and how do we improve this team, this is how they've lived all year. You go back and look at the beginning of the year, 10, 11 straight. You know, with or without Giannis, by the way. He's been a little bit banged up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, 14 now for the Milwaukee. But, and they played everybody. Heat, Trailblazers, they, Lakers, well, Clippers, everybody. The Celtics, the big win against the Celtics was huge, too. And some big fireworks in that one. By the way, scoring is up. I know we've been lamenting the fact the Hawks can't keep it under, like, 125. Everybody's. A lot of these games are high-scoring games this week with a ton of big big players making big shots. All right. It's Dukes and Bell at Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. We're going to talk to Quinn Snyder coming up. As we said, if you're just joining us, Falcons staff this week at the Combine. And we just want to mention this. Falcon Report's coming up at 5 o'clock. 
We told you, I think it was Friday we found out that Coach is not going to speak at the combine. We're talking about Coach Arthur right. Smith. Which, again, I kind of like, you know, I think it's probably a hassle for the coaches because some don't want to make them browse. They want to focus. And then we find out that less teams or teams are sending less of their staff and less coaches uh, and maybe less head coaches are making the trip. Which, you know, does that devalue the combine? A little bit in the mind of the fan. You get your pro days and your workouts. I guess it's become such a dog and pony show and the limited access, the 15-minute window for those interviews that you want to get with the yeah. players. I don't know. If some, of the, some of the coaches may be saying it's not as all it's cracked up to be. It's just strange because this is the year where we can fix the Falcons between free agency and the draft. And I'm just, as a fan, I want to hear what the coach is looking at. I agree with you. I, I, and by the way, and we'll talk more about this at 5 o'clock, if, if Coach Art is there not speaking – that's fine. It doesn't mean he's not in on the evaluations, but a lot of these coaches are there, but they just not may not be speaking this year. And, and every year now you're starting to see more and more of this. But I also think, Mike, a lot of these front offices, including the Falcons, want their general manager to take the lead. Speaking of taking the lead, we want to welcome in to the show here on Dukes and Bell, Atlanta's number one sports station, its number one sports show, Quinn Snyder, the new head coach of our Atlanta Hawks. Congratulations, Coach. How you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you, guys. Um, you know, excited to be here and the opportunity, excited to work with Landry and uh, the players, Kyle, a lot of people that um, I respect and, and feel good about having a chance to be here in the city of Atlanta. Coach, I heard you say today relationships. I loved your comment earlier about, you know, relationships allow you to coach them. And I'm assuming you mean stars and players effectively. And one of the big things for us here in Atlanta has been building this bridge for our coaches as they've come and gone. And I'm curious, how do you plan to do that with Trey? He's the biggest star in the city. Everybody wants this to work. Everybody wants to see this team take the next step. I know you've only got 20 games, but as you said, that process starts now. How do you do that, and what are you planning on doing? Well, it's a great question. And, you know, I think as a starting point, I think it's important for me, you know, to, to form my own relationships and opinions, um, whether that be of players, coaches, you know, anyone um, that, that you come in contact with that you don't have um, experience with. I, I think that's, you know, very important for Trey and for the other guys, you know, on the team that part of the, you know, what you, how you, second part of the question talking about the last 20 games I think that's really um a big part of why I took the job and also um when I say took the job you know decided that I would come in here and and finish now because there's a lot of things to to work through and it's such an unusual situation there's just there's not a playbook for it um per se but I I, my feeling was in, in spite of the you know, the, the challenges that exist, that e- even those, to, to have an opportunity to go through that with the players, you know, whether it's a big win, a big loss, a certain play, you know, something involved in, in execution, you know, anything, timeout, um, all those windows are kind of, you know, teachable moments, for lack of a better word. And, you know, to be here and be a part of it, you guys know, I mean, this league, this league's competitive and it's tough and it's demanding and, you know, you hear coaches and players talk about, you know, a foxhole. And um, for me to be in that with the guys, I think that that provides an opportunity for growth. And, uh, you know, you really get to know. I, I hope we don't have to go through a lot of 
hard times, but you know, even in 20 games, you find challenges, and um, those are the times that you have a chance to find out more about each other. I mean, technically, we are in the playoffs. It's just the play-in games right now. Obviously, the fans want to get us. No, no offense, Coach. You get us in that sixth seed, we'll, we'll be making a statue of you. It's Quinn Snyder with us here on the WadeFord.com hotline. How quickly things kind of moved, and we heard your name was mentioned, was linked to the Hawks nationally. What what uh, what made this so attractive? Was it the relationship between Kyle Korver and Landry? Was that at the top of the list? You know, yeah, it, it, it was relationships. I, I think, you know, initially when I talked to Kyle and, and – you know, he, he asked me, you know, would I have an interest and what level? And I, and I did, and it was a strong interest. And, you know, and obviously I know Kyle and, and trust him. But I, I, you know, I talked to Landry quickly after that. Um, and the conversations that, that I had with him, it, there's just it started out more big picture. Um, you know, that, that there just seemed to be alignment. You know, I think both those guys are bright. You know, it's not insignificant that they have experience as players. I think that is something that, that they can lean on and can be unique. Um, you know, you go down the list of certain things that, that I think, you know, are, are part of building a, a program. When I say program, you, you know, it's kind of excellence over a period of time. And that, that, doesn't, that doesn't mean um, that – we're, we're, we're waiting to be competitive. This year is paramount to that because I think it's an opportunity, you know, anytime you're involved in a, an intense situation, whether it's success, failure, scrutiny, you, you can learn about one another and you have a chance to, to grow. So, you know, with Kyle and Landry, I, you felt that. And then as we, you know, continued to talk, I, I think that, you know, those over that, that alignment is what allows you to be good because you don't know. The one thing that we know about this league is that there's just constant change. It's such a dynamic league. And to have that alignment and trust, and I, I felt like that was something that, that you know, we could have, um, particularly over time as we even work together longer, you know. And, uh, you know, that's, that's one of the reasons I was excited about the opportunity. Hawks new coach Quinn Snyder here on Dukes and Bell. Quinn, we know you don't stop stars in this league. But when you're with the Jazz, Mm -hmm. you guys allowed the fewest points per game. You were fifth in fewest field goals allowed, uh, top five rebounding. I know the personnel's different, but a lot of Hawks fans are wondering, Quinn, what's your defensive philosophy? How do we get better defensively with our team and what you bring? Because you come from that where your teams play defense. You slowed stars down in this league. Well, I was I, I had a defensive player of the year, and he made me look pretty good at some point. And I, I, <laughs> I'm not saying that, that, that we're not going to work on that, but you mentioned it before that you know players, you know players make plays. We like to say, and you know sometimes yeah, Ru- you can drop. Ru- really, Ru- Rudy's pretty good. We yeah. know. <laughs> yeah, right. So, but you know, I do think you know every situation is different, and that's one of the things is you kind of feel the personnel. Um, and you look to even if there there's some subtle things that, um, you know, sometimes with, with different players, and there's other ones where, you know, a certain type of – you're not going to, you know, run the ball if, if you don't have a good offensive line and you can't throw the ball if you don't have good receivers, no matter how good, your, you know, your quarterback might be. So it's, I got to go with a football analogy here in Georgia when the dogs are really good, right? Right. But, um, so it's um, – the point is, you're, uh, 
you have to, I think, develop a style of play, whether it be defense or offense, that, that is conducive to your personnel. And ultimately, you know, that that process um, for a coach, it's really about optimizing what what you have and what you can do. And, and doing that, I, I think it starts with emphasis, you know, and, and that's one of the things I think, you know, that, that happens over time, but it's also something that, you know, that you, you get a chance to focus on how much, you know, we try to move the needle as much as we can. Um, but a lot of times those things are gradual as far as habits and, and uh, you know, repetition and, and your, you know, your identity generally. But it's something certainly, you know, you focus on and our team may play differently um, on the defensive end because our personnel is different. But there's some things that are consistent you know, throughout the league with good defensive teams. There's no question about that. It is. Quinn Snyder, guys, the new head coach of your Atlanta Hawks, and uh, you did a great job with Donovan Mitchell. We've got two great point guards, and the problem has been when you got two guys that are ball dominant, trying to make it work. I know that you said you're going to evaluate, and you've got to go quickly and try to get to forge relationships and see what these guys are doing, but how intrigued are you by having a combination like Trey and DeJounte? Yeah, it, it, it's, a, it's really an exciting, you know, part of the job for me and you mentioned you know Donovan Mitchell and Mike Conley and I I think you know both Trey and DeJounte are capable of playing without the ball as well and to try to put them in situations um, you know where they can they can share and do that and make each other better Um, and again you know I'm very cognizant of the fact that I think we need to be careful trying to reinvent the wheel you know the last two games, the way we've played, you know, Joe's done a terrific job. Players, you know, sharing the ball, coming together. Um, there's there's some things, hopefully, that you see that, that you have success in that you, you try to continue to do and then, you know, do do it more and, and do it better. And um, those guys, you know, th- that, that kind of chemistry comes, you know, over time. And, uh, again, it's another thought that I had about, you know, being able to really feel that and get a chance to, you know, watch film with guys and emphasize certain certain things, teach them, coach them. And, uh, you know, those two guys certainly are, you know, really good players. While we're talking about Donovan Mitchell, uh, Trey got a chance to visit with him, uh, according to a Woes report that, you know, Mitchell basically told Trey, hey, you're, you're getting a really good one in Quinn Snyder. Third person, sorry, I'm talking about that, about you, Coach, right there. But the fact yeah. is, um, you know, that they've spoken. And I'm curious – Every star is different. What did you feel like you did for Donovan Mitchell that maybe can translate to Trey? Yeah, you know, I think I think you you hit it on the head as far as every star um, and every player, frankly, is different, and they need different things from you as a coach. You know, I I think it's important to kind of try to identify what those things are. Um, I think it's important to know the player and how he sees those things and that, that communication to, you know, to, to come together and, and have kind of a shared vision of, of a guy's growth. And if you think you need, a player needs to do something to get better and he doesn't think it, they're not going to embrace it the way mm. um, that you want them to and it's not going to happen. So um, I, I think that process of, you know, really explaining why, um, is important in, in Donovan's case, like Trey. I mean, they're they're gifted players, and uh, you know I think understanding why 
um, really is a, is foundational as far as um, getting someone to to buy into what you're really you're. It's not what you're doing. It's what what you're doing together. And that's when I think you make strides. And you know those guys that that want to be better and want to be coached. Hey, speaking of coaching, uh, as Quinn Snyder joins us here, guys, how does it work with this when you plug in and you got a staff that's already there? I know Joe Prunty was the interim, so conversations already with those guys. And are you going to be sitting there drawing stuff up? Or are you going to be how's that going? How's that interaction going to work? You know, I, it's, well, you mentioned first of all, you know, Joe and, and the job that he did under the circumstances. You know, you just you have a lot of respect for him, and these guys are pros. You know, Jamel. Longo, all these guys, Nick. There's there's a staff that that knows how to work together, and I'd be crazy if I came in and didn't lean on them, you know. And that that's uh, what what I intend to do. And at the same time, you know, letting them know and communicating to them some of the things that I see, and there'll be more of them as I see see the team play more. That collectively, you know, they can help me emphasize with the group. So as far as like ATOs and out of bounds plays and stuff like that, I don't want to overload our players. I think each game for me, um, you know, there's a process there. Um, you know, as far as you know what you're doing in a game, what you think you can do, there's there's a building process there. You know, something as simple as terminology. If I come in and you know start calling something di- something different, you know, I'm not sure that that helps helps the guys and, and it really that that's the pulse that all of us need to take and I, I think the guys and the staff, you know, with their corporate knowledge and, and relationships with the guys, you know, are a big part of that. And, you know, it's why, you know, I'm I'm glad all those guys are here and, and, and ready to help me. Quinn, uh, before we let you go, Coach Quinn Snyder joining us guys. Uh I was speaking with Coach Bud about you last night. He was ranting and raving about the person you are and he was talking about, you know, the individual, how organized you are and all these things that we're getting. And I'm just curious, do you still talk to Coach K? Um, I know you were there, 85 to 89, three Final Fours, but through your coaching career, what's your relationship with Coach K? It, it, it's it's a really, really good one. I, I'm lucky. Um, he's someone that, you know, it, you know to, to kind of compare it, you know, 20 games, you know, four years, certainly – the differences are greater than the similarities, but I think that what I'm driving at is the things that we went through together, you know, that, that fire that, that, you know, makes steel, um, you know, to, to tap into that somewhat. And that, that's what I had with him, the, the experiences that we had and the support that I had from him. And, you know, the, he told me the truth, you know, he always said that. And, you know, that's something that, that I've tried to do is just to be transparent. You can be transparent, and say hard things, you know, I think you, you can do it respectfully. And, you know, that, that's, that honesty, I think is, is, you know, is what, where, when you make progress. So that, um, those are things that, that coach K did for me and uh, our relationship, you know, over the years, um, I obviously don't see him that much. Um, but we do keep in touch via text and, and calls and things of that nature. So, um, like I said, I'm fortunate, I, and I was fortunate to, to be here with Bud. You know, one of the things that that, that to me has been unique that, that I've had a chance to do is I had to move five times in five years. Um, <laughs> I, I, you know, and I'm, I'm hoping that doesn't happen here. Um, but I, I was with I was with Bud in his first year. I was with Mike Brown in his first year. I was with Doug Collins in his first year. I had all these experiences 
where people were walking into something new. And your challenges at the outset, you know, and how you meet them, you know, impact you down the road. And so, you know, this is different than that because, you know, I, this is, a, you know, I don't think, I haven't, I don't got the archives, but I don't know that this is happening a whole lot where someone's coming in with 20 games and, you know, my eyes are open to what a challenge that is. Um, but I think it's worth it, you know, no matter what the results are. And, you know, I say that in, in, in the same breath, you know, I think, you know, we want to win games and we, we want to put our best foot forward. And I, I really believe the way to do that is even under kind of crazy circumstances to just try to get better and be in the moment and play together and, you know, and, and compete. We're happy to have you. Coach, congratulations. Mm -hmm. Looking Man, forward to our I'm happy to be here, guys. Thank cool. you. I know. Thank you. I know you are. Uh, appreciate the conversation. Looking forward to visiting with you. And good luck tomorrow against the Wizards, Coach. Thanks again. Yes, sir. Appreciate it. All right. Cool. That's Quinn Snyder, guys. It's Dukes and Bell, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. We'll come back. We'll talk about some of the things he said. Listen, he's fostering a relationship that he has to build with the star of this team. We want to talk about what he said when we come back. It's Dukes and Bell. CBS Sports Minute. Incredible development. Hey, man, it's Dukes and Bell. Great conversation with Quinn Snyder, the head basketball coach of our Atlanta Hawks. Smooth dude, smart dude, man. Yeah, I got to figure, just, you and I were just saying off the air, like a breath of fresh air. Look, it just, Nate, that thing had run its course. And I, I, said, I said it two months ago, but it just, hopefully this can, this can be some kind of something to energize these guys. And usually there's a springboard. I hope, man. Keep on trucking. Um, and by the way, I'm not <laughs> – there's, there's zero pressure on Quinn. He's coming in here in an awkward situation to try to help us improve. Now, Mike, if that's mentally – are you getting guys to play better on a nightly basis over the next 20 games? So be it. There's no pressure on him. He, he, he didn't build this. He's just coming in, evaluating it, and trying to see how it can get better. And as we get past wherever we're going to go – if we go to NBA Finals, great, right. okay? Something miraculous has happened. How far, ever, however far we go, he will have the opportunity to start to mold this thing the way he wants to do. So I'm just saying, he comes in here, you said it, breath of fresh air. Let's just try to go win some more games and win some of the games that we're not supposed to win down the stretch, Mike, and maybe we find ourselves in a better better spot here. And for what it's worth, because you beat Cleveland and the Nets, you know the, that Tankathon website gives you the remaining strength of schedule that we go to? Their strength of schedule just dropped down to like 15th hardest. Did it? Yeah, or 15th easiest, easiest, depending on how you look at it. And you've got two with uh, Boston, and that's obviously the team. That's the team to beat. One with the Celtics. You've got uh, one more with the Cavs, one more with the Nets. And you got a lot of West Coast teams. You've got the Blazers, got the Spurs again. But you got a bunch with, we mentioned, four games starting tomorrow with the Wizards. Kind of backloaded the Wizards onto our schedule, and you should be able to beat those guys. So all of a sudden, the things start to change, and I'm excited, man. I think Hawks fans should be, too. I do, too. Um, 404-741-0929, what did you think of his conversation with us? And as he talked about, by the way, because this is the most – it's the most interesting thing that I, I'm interested in. And it's no disrespect to anybody else on the staff or the roster. It, if the relationship with him and Trey, Mike, doesn't work, and I'm not saying it won't. I'm thinking actually it's going to. But if it doesn't, we're going to find ourselves probably back here at another time. And, and the thing is, it's a star league. The coach and the star have to be on the same page. 
the stars around the league, right? Joe Mazzula just got mm-hmm. the Boston job, and everybody said, oh, Ime Udoka, he's the reason why. Mazzula understands, you know, it's, it's Jason Tatum. It's Jalen Brown. I got to have a relationship with my guys. Bud has a great relationship with Giannis. Go down the list. Doc Rivers, for all the series that he may have blown, he's got a great relationship with Joel Embiid. Right. You've got to have that. And so as he talked to us about that, I thought his comments about, hey, building these bridges and every star is different and I'm trying to, you know, I'm going to try to do everything. But he's not going to force the issue. And if you heard what Quinn Snyder said, it's not like, and this is the best part, guys, he's not going to come in here and open the door and be like, Trey, <laughs> you know, he wants to hear from right. the star. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's almost like the style where we talk about you go from a coach. Nate, look, Nate was old school. We know that. And the message, and that's why I was saying it's time to move on from Nate back in December. It falls on deaf ears. You see how flat they were down the stretch, the, the, obviously the two terrible losses. Now you got a, a new ver, a new vision. And it, I was fascinated with how you integrate what he's trying to do. How, when you grab that uh, the dry erase board, all right, man, we're going to do this, when you've already got a coaching staff in place and yeah. you're coming in with just 20 games left. But one thing for certain, and you brought this up, they played, he's known for his offense, but Utah played amazing defense. But then again, they also had Rudy Gobert. You know, have one of those guys laying around. Just well, you have a cleanup guy, right? I was right. Uh, on Twitter asking, or somebody was saying, Dukes, they really weren't good. No, they were. When you're when you are holding teams the fewest points in the league multiple years, but when you've got a cleanup guy, Mike, meaning whatever's funneled to the lane is probably going to get blocked. That was Rudy. If you're telling me that Clint Capella and he's not Rudy Gobert, but he could be that version of as we funnel stuff. It's got to be defended. It's got to get out of there. You got to block it, or it's got to come off the boards, and you got to get the rebound. That's what made Utah so good, and that's why they're one of the best rebounding teams. So, Mike, you play D, you rebound, transition offense. Now you're getting easy buckets. We don't have to fight for every basket we're getting during the game. Now I know we want to win and get in locked in that playoff position, but right now, technically, as we said to Quinn, you are in the playoffs and the play-in brackets right now. But I'd love to see how he can get more, maybe more minutes, more quality shots from A.J. Griffin because that's a guy, former Duke player himself, but A.J. Griffin, how much more he may get because let's be honest, Nate, you know, in rookies was not a thing. Playing time-wise? Yeah. Yeah. It's been a tradition of this franchise going back to Woodson, but yeah, maybe that he gets an expanded role. We talked about Sadiq Bay. It was kind of quiet last night, but you see what that guy's capable of. All right. Want to hear your thoughts, guys. Uh, It is a big day. Hawks again. And wouldn't it be something with the uh, NRE I talk about, the new relationship energy, if he comes in here and sparks us? And as I've said over the weekend, whatever sparks you, sparks you. I don't care. However you get it, get it. But if you start running off dubs and we start moving up, it's going to get really interesting because if we could find a way to get to the six or the five to the four, I don't know. I mean, Mike, is it possible? You've been asking this for two weeks. Can we go on a 15-6 run kind of deal? Well, now that I've lit the fire under Trey Young, I believe we can. What do we got coming up in Kai Talk? <laughs> Did you watch the fight on Sunday afternoon from Saudi Arabia? Got to be honest. When you got reality stars brawling, is that the best we can do? But some folks thought that actually was a pretty entertaining show. We'll dive into that coming up. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the US and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's and Brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast it's time for fun (laughs) it's time for guy talk (laughs) it's time for shenanigans Bell. Don't forget our brew. Grab some. It's time to be out there playing golf and enjoying the pool and everything else. Uh, hopefully, you know, weather stays like this. It's looking nice. Uh, get the Heyman LA where you get your brew. Package stores, Publix as well. Any interest in the fight over the weekend, the Jake Paul fight with Tyson Fury's younger brother? <sighs> Tommy Unfor- Fury. Yeah, unfortunately, no. Now, listen, Jake Paul's got a market. People are watching these fights. Yep. They're paying attention. Um, it's it- generating interest. I, I mean, personally, I... I guess I'm old school. If you don't, if you don't come up the the, the, the way the boxing used to work, Carl. Yeah. You know, usually you are an Olympian, then you're an amateur, and you work your way up. But this guy's created his own niche, and people want to see it. I guess they have. Uh, but no, Mike, I, I didn't watch. But that doesn't mean that people didn't buy the fight and get it. Jake Paul, mm-hmm. as I said, you know, YouTube sensation, and now he's beaten up a couple of guys. So people are like, oh, well, maybe he can fight a little bit. If you put him in the ring, like Fury's brothers, one thing. Put him in the ring with Fury, it's a different deal, right? Yes. So, I mean, he, there is a this certain This is the first time he's actually level. fought a boxer. It's Correct. the first time he's actually fought someone who can actually punch back. So he, there's a certain skill level that I think that he's reached. He started this late, Mike. He didn't grow up in the boxing game. So this is literally a guy like, oh, I want to box, and realize he can cash in and make some money, and he's doing that. But I did not watch, but I will say I had friends who were like, yeah, you're going to get the fight. And I'm like, eh. 
But people are pick, checking no, it out. That's, the, there's no doubt. The way I'm reading it, because I didn't see it, but I talked to Squid Billy and other folks like Chris who did, uh, Fury and Paul, they battled. It was, seemed like Fury took the fight to him. Fury, by the way, looks like he's carved out of wood. Yes, he that does. That dude looks like he's definitely got some better living through chemistry. And uh, he basically brought the fight to him. It was an only eight-round fight, but in the last few rounds, uh, you did get some knockdowns. Paul knocked Fury down twice. It was a split decision. Fury's upset about I mean, to say, uh, Paul is upset about it, but they do have a rematch locked in. So it looks like we'll get a rematch on this thing. If you if you watch it, you'll get to see it again. Split decision. Um, and again. In Saudi Arabia, it was yeah. fought, by the way. Yeah. So, uh, but Mike, listen, if you can do these fights and people will buy them and you mm. get to make some loot, he's going to continue to do them. All right. Close at home fights of another variety. Virginia high school girls basketball game under investigation after an altercation. What happened? Oh, somebody was giving the coach the business. And it's funny because I used to, I actually, I played in this gym because we had a charity basketball team when I worked at the station in Bluefield. <laughs> uh, in Richlands, Virginia, head coach Tom Reif captured on video jumping over the team's bench and confronting a male spectator during the final seconds as they lose a heartbreaker 54-51 to Y Central. This is all down in the Virginia panhandle. It's red as hell. I mean, like, by the neck, you know what I'm saying? It's real country. Okay. So, anyway, uh, it is pretty interesting. This guy starts uh, swinging on the other guy. Eventually, they get him separated. But, oh, oh I mean, passion over a, a lady, a girl's basketball, high school basketball game. Yeah, that's... Uh, like anything else, competition. Well, so so there was violence. Yep. He's, he's got his hands around the guy. Uh, the guy's got Oh, there's sh- a picture of him choking him? Oh, yeah, him? the coach's got his hands around the dude. Oh, and, wow. Uh, I mean, I don't want to cast dispersions, but I could, meth could be involved. But anyway, Tazewell County Public Schools <laughs> are looking into that. Um, okay, Coral, uh, big news in the international front. Uh, obviously, the war in the Ukraine continues. Meanwhile, Vladimir Putin meeting with America's biggest actor to give him a top award for humanitarian work. The, the biggest, biggest name, biggest actor in America. Oh, Pacino. No, no, no. Denzel. No, no, no. Um, Tom Hanks. No, no, Steven Seagal. Who? That's right, Steven Seagal. He's Putin's buddy, man. There's a picture of Seagal, <laughs> who's 70 years old, and he gets the top award for humanitarian work. And if you hadn't seen Seagal, he has like this sort of like black-dyed widow's peak thing sewn into his head, and he's wearing what looks like a, I don't know, like a James Bond, Dr. Uh, Evil squid. How would you describe it? Like a Nehru jacket kind of thing that he's wearing? You might be above their law, but you're not above mine. <laughs> <laughs> St- Steven Seagal is odd because he used to be cool, kind of like under siege. One was kind of cool, mm-hmm. and he is just like he's I so mean, lame he, now. He literally looks like a bad guy in a, in a, in a I mean, not even, not even a, a bad guy in like a movie that went right to video. <laughs> that he looks or, like this. Or that last Die Hard where yes. they're in Russia. Yes. <laughs> so his martial arts, though, right? Is he really a bad A? I mean, is he that dude? Let me tell you something. John <laughs> Claude. John Claude would take him to the woodshed back in the day. Hmm. All right. I'm just asking. So is Chuck. Some would say that Seagal did kind of uh, over-inflate his experience in Japan with his own. that's what I've heard. I was the only American with my own dojo. So anyway, he's getting (laughs) an award, and uh, you you can read about it. It's uh, it's in the Post, and it's also in the L.A. Times. Hey, man, there's a new record for the fastest car in the world, and this is kind of something that you and I are into. Somebody has uh, now done the quarter mile in under nine seconds. Matter of fact, 8.55 seconds, zero to 60, Carl, in about 1.79. We're talking about, and you'll have to get your checkbook. Bugatti? It's the Automobili Pinaparina Batista. Whoa. Over about $3 million. $3 million. $3 million. The auto car editor, that's one of the magazines over there in Europe, got behind the wheel, covered Mike, that uh, quarter Mike, mile, 8.55. You going to buy it? 
Well, if I won the lottery, yes. I always, I always wanted one of those. Always, what was that? The Bugatti. Yeah, the Bugatti of Aeron. That was the one on Top Gear. They always used to show oh, them that's right. driving the Nürburgring. Going yeah, that's what I was like. I thought it might have been a Bugatti. Mike, just call up and swipe your card. <laughs> you, you know, you guys got jokes now. <laughs> <laughs> no, by the way, and no, I, I'm not a governor on the Hawks. I'm just a fan. But again, I don't have that kind of money, Carl. I can afford the 10-game pack. I can't afford <laughs> the Pinaparina. Hey, uh, you and I have been talking a lot in the last year since it really, and it has been a big focal point in full swing, which is the Netflix golf, kind of like uh, Drive to Survive, documentary on what's going on, on the tour yeah. last year. Yeah. Well, guess what? Nobody's watching. Live Golf made their CW debut this weekend, and the uh, the ratings were not great, Carl, as in barely measurable. So you always said that you know you really how do you compete with the big boys? No disrespect to our friends at the CW, but when that's your uh, your way of getting the product out there on TV. Okay, Bo, it was on Peachtree here. So it was actually on Peachtree here because um, I don't want to give too much information, but I got an insider oh. that gave me some stuff. Certain. CWs around the country are owned corporately. You know, they're owned by CBS. Okay. So they're not going to put a direct competitor of their own product. Does that make sense? Right, right, right. Now, now the PGA was on NBC this weekend. And the match was actually pretty good in the local. George Kidd played at Georgia, right? From Ido- yeah, Chris Kirk. High School. Chris Kirk, right. yeah. Um, well, he was. he's from Woodstock. Uh, went to University of Georgia. Struggled with some demons. Fought, um, fought alcoholism. Mm-hmm. And now it's rebounded, and it looks like, I think, with that win, I think he gets to play in the Masters this year. That would be it, yeah, on tour for sure. Mm. So it had, uh, according to... So no live ratings is what you're telling me. 0.2 overnight rating for Live Golf in the 26-metered markets that carried it in, uh, in the U.S. So they've got all these guys. Spending all that money. And they're not getting any, any movement. Nothing. Mm. I mean, they're only playing... Yeah. Again, part of the reason it's live with the Roman numerals is only 54 holes. You know, so it's just I, I'm still old school, and I know that yes, the PGA probably should have come corrected with more guaranteed money, and it took, as Phil said, all those people are awful over there. Live golf to spend all that money to get the PGA to step up, but at the end of the day, familiarity, the stars, you still have more stars, and the live golf thing. I gosh, this, I guess they got the money to burn, and that's what they're doing. It's nuts. It really is. There's your guy talk. Hey, coming up, guys, would you be interested in having the number one overall pick in this year's NFL draft? We're going to talk about it next. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.